Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 16 in the book of 1 John. Virginia has a license plate that says, the little, the little tagline is, Virginia is for lovers. And I'm not exactly sure how they were able to, you know, capture the market on love. But I'm going to steal that today. And if we had a Christian license plate, I think it would not be inappropriate for it to say, Christianity is for lovers just like Virginia is for lovers. So that's my title today, is Christianity is for Lovers. We're in a passage today that has been about two whole chapters that talks about God's love, God's love for his people, and kind of what we're supposed to do and how it falls down upon us. So the argument that he's making is that God is love and that God loves his people, and he's he's sort of the source of this love. He's, He's the love giver primarily. And then we have available his spirit, which is the essence of his love, inside of us. And we're supposed to abide in him, and he's supposed to abide in us. And and then it's supposed to result in us loving one another. In fact, it's so strong that loving one another is proof that God is abiding in us, and we are abiding in God, and we are making each other a home. So please listen in. This is from John, 1 John chapter 4, and I'm going to start in verse 12, 12 through 16. Here's 12. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Verse 13. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. Verse 14. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God and abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Then whoever abides in the love of God, and God abides in him. Okay, so point number one is God is love. That's the essence. It's the primary. It's the source. It's his DNA. Second point is that we have available his spirit, his spirit, which is, you know, includes his love, and that's come to roost inside of us. Thirdly, and if we abide in him and foster his abiding in us, we will demonstrate that by loving one another. So we're going to resemble the Father and do what he does. So being of him is to act like him and exhibit this essential quality of God. It's God-likeness, if you will. And loving one another is proof of the question, hey, are you abiding in God? Does God live with you? So people who love God love the people of God. So something happens to our grinch size hearts. Our love capacity increases as we are possessed by God and we possess God. So we are doing this sight unseen kind of uh, regarding God. That is, we don't see God and we, you know, theoretically love him. Well, how do we prove it? Well, we, we do it by doing the sight seen part of it, which is the people of God. So we don't directly see God. We do that by faith. And that's belief in something that is unseen. But something we do see is people. So it's calling to love the visible while believing and having faith and entrusting in the invisible. So abiding in the invisible by loving the visible. So love the invisible by loving the visible.
So we prove something that we can't see. So this faith and abiding and entrusting in this ongoing intimate relationship with God, we prove that by the doing of something that we can see, that is loving people. So remember, we have a a pretty high capacity, I said infinite a couple days ago, for self-deception. And again, this passage, it says it back in chapter 3 in verse 19, and here in verse uh, uh, verse 13, it says we know. So we're proving this to ourselves. So we have a capacity for self-deception. So if we wonder, hey, do I love God? Am I a Christian? The, the, the challenge would be, well, just show me. And how, how? what criteria do we use? Well, typically, love of the people of God is inconvenient, and it's exhausting. So show me something inconvenient and, and, and exhausting, and I'll show you your love for God. So God's God abides in us. God abides in us, and by this loving each other, we know that he abides in us. So he's giving us his spirit, and we testify to that by our actions, which is loving the brotherhood, loving the knucklehood. And we testify it also by our words. So there's some some confession with our mouth, but there's also today's big point is confession with our hands. God's residence inside of us results in fellowship, loving the knucklehood. So loving the invisible presence of God is done by behaviors before the very present church of God, showing his presence to the present, that is the present knuckleheads of God. So God has primary love. He started it all. God has a love for us. God shares it by giving us his son. And then he gives us the spirit of his son. So similarly, kind of like God, we demonstrate the spirit's love. And of interest, it's the same love. So so God's love started this all. And our love, we get it primarily from God. So it's the same source. Secondly, it's the same object. So, so for Jesus to come... He came, his object was people, the purpose was to make him his people, and then the same, we have the same object, which is the people of God, and for us, it's kind of to keep them his people, to encourage them. So this is very practical today. So the pie in the sky question is, how can I love God, kind of flips and turns and says, how can I love people today? Maybe a word of encouragement, maybe it's a keep doing and and shoring them up. Maybe it's a word of admonishment. Maybe it's an act of kindness. Maybe it's an act of service. So today, like Virginia, Virginia is for lovers, let's go and be a lover today. So let's make the license plate of Christianity say quite loudly that Christianity is for lovers. Thanks for listening.